listening to Experience Lockdown Cast, in which we talk to professionals in different parts of the music and audio industries about the effects of the virus and lockdown. And importantly, we also take a look into the future and think about post-lockdown and what it means to musicians, voiceover artists, agencies, venues, and other parts of the industry. In this episode, I am so pleased to have the one and only Pete Ray Bigging with us. Now, Pete's drumming credits are endless, and they include uh, artists such as Amy Winehouse, Mark Ronson, Incognito, the, the amazing Chucka Khan, Adele, Joss Stone, Jesse J, Robbie Williams, Whitney Houston, and he's now holding down the groove for Level 42. And beyond the tour bus, Pete is also the man behind the new Track 23 Studios in Watford, as well as most recently launching his Drum Academy. Hello, mate. How are you? Yo, how's it going, Dave? It's all good. It's all good. I just have to say, I have to just tell people, the first time we met, you were um, you were actually at Studio Spares on the shop floor, weren't you? And I came I out was, yeah. covered in cables and coils, and I just sort of said, hey, how are you Pete Ray being? And you looked really shocked yeah. when I said it. <laughs> I was just hoping you would have said it before I paid. That was all. <laughs> 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 Actually, <laughs> no, 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 it was great, man. Listen, the, f- the first time I saw you play was uh, with Incognito, and I'm a massive fan of Incognito oh, wow. anyway. Um, and I remember <laughs> thinking, uh, watching you, that this, this, this guy's a real groover. I mean, like, proper, proper groove. Um, so would you say it's that groovability that you have that's uh, allowed you to play with so many great names? Yeah, I would say... I would say groove is what gets you the gigs, mate. Yeah. It took me a long time to learn that, but I think, yeah, groove is the most important thing in my, in my life as a drummer, getting them sort of gigs. I mean, how else, like, you know, it's the, the, the drums is what's got to make it all feel right for everything to sit on top. So I guess, you know, the, 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 the groove is the most important thing. Groove pays bills, man. Groove, groove pays bills. Yeah. I love that. I love that. And yeah. <laughs> So, who was the first like major artist that you played with? Well, I mean, like, I, I, I mean, going back to day one, you know, I, I, I was brought up in Sheffield, you know, and I was gigging by the time I was thirteen with club bands around South Yorkshire, and by the time I was like, I don't know, sixteen, seventeen, I was sort of like playing with this guy called Jimmy James and the Vagabonds, and we were doing all the Butlins oh, camps, wow. and, and that's you know, yeah, traveling in the back of a tranny van and all that. It was great. And then I, when I was about 20, I moved, moved to London uh, and I joined this band called Rain. It was like an original band and we just used to hang around London, do all these sort of little gigs. And then in that time, you know, I, I met Amy. She was coming to our gigs and it was just like one of my first big gigs was was definitely, yeah, it was it was Amy. It was like my first gig. My first big gig was the CD UK mime for Amy Winehouse. Right. <laughs> and I got wow. my parents calling me, you've made it, you've made it. I'm thinking, well, I've just done a mime. <laughs> you know. But then the tour came and then that was it. And then I was I was sort of in doing the, the session drumming uh, properly with Amy. And then that went on to Ronson and then that went on to Ig Cog. And then we went to Shaka and blah, blah, blah. And just keep kept rolling on from there, mate. You know, and now I've got all the grey hairs to show for it, you know. <laughs> so... 
I know you've also always been a level 42 fan as well, which you, you told me before. Maybe. So it must have been so amazing when you, you know, you were asked to join the band. How did it come about? You know, how did that happen? Oh, man, I mean, well, firstly, I mean, it, like when I, like, when I was growing up, like level 42 as a kid was my favorite band to, to practice to every day, you know? And then I, you know, and then I discovered incognito and like other bands like average white band. And, you know, and I was quite late picking up on Stevie Wonder and Earth, Wind, Fire and these guys, Tower of Power, when I was about 15. So I just knew funk was my thing. So then obviously when I was um, sort of coming to the end of the Ronson stuff, you know, I just got I had my space at the time and I got a, a message off Bluey. And I'd met Bluey like six, seven years before that. And he said, hey, yo, do you want to come fill for Richard? You know, and I was just like, of course I do, man. I know I, I love the stuff. So then that came with the ICOG stuff. And within like about two years, then uh, I think I've been out there doing the funk thing with Vig Cogan and my name got around because Gary couldn't do one of the tours with Level 42 and then Mark King called me one day. He was actually hooked up through another friend, uh, a keyboard player in London. He called me and said, would you be up for doing Level 42? And I'm like, yes! <laughs> you know, sort of thing. <laughs> Who wouldn't uh, be? And then, yeah, and then obviously, like, what you know, one morning, 9 a.m., I get a phone call, like, you know, like, it's sort of like early November, it's freezing, you know, it's one of them crappy mornings and the phone calls, and uh, hello, he's like, hey, is that Pete? This is Mark King. I'm just like, who? <laughs> you know, like, so, uh, and I think one of, one, of, one of my first things I said to him, because I was so shocked, he called me, I said, like, man, what, what took you so long to call? <laughs> You know, uh, but the funny thing, the flip side to that, I remember when I was like uh, 11 or 12 years old, my parents joined the fan club for Level 42 because I was such a fan. And they said, oh, they're coming to Sheffield, you know, in, in, in 1991, October. I remember it. Guaranteed live. And my parents got me into the sound check and I managed to play Gary Usbin's kit. And oh. and, uh, and Gary's like, you're coming to the gig later. Good luck and all this sort of stuff. But anyway, I remember Mike Linder up filming the sound check and I was playing a bit of the kit and I, I got scared and put the, and obviously when I come to first have a little jam with level 42 years later I said to Mike Mike do you remember 1991 you know there was a little kid who played the drum kit and he went was that you I said like, yeah man he goes, I said but you had the camera you know you filmed it because I, I remember shitting myself you know and he was just like oh shit let me find this I'll find it anyway it took him three years to find the footage he found it put some music to it edited it sent me the video and it's lovely because you see he films it like he films like the bus pulling up and you see me as a little kid sort of looking at the bus and watching Gary get off the bus and yeah and and I put it on YouTube man just to show show kids like dreams can come true man you know it's like that it was a dream come true and now you know, you come back years later and the band is, uh, for me, the band, not I'm just saying this, but the band is the best it's ever sounded. It's like, you got the horns there now, Mark's got a new lease of life, he's jumping up and down. It's yeah. like Piccadilly Circus in front of my drum riser, man. Does Mark encourage you to to, to put your own oh, hell yes. on everything? Oh, he does, but I, I also take into consideration the respect of what Phil and Gary did on the parts, yeah. on the record. Yeah. Certain Phil's endings you know starts you know i try and keep them exactly the same my theory is, is play your parts but still put your own fingerprint on it you know well listen i'm still around for a death if, if mark needs me at any point so no problem yeah i'll tell him <laughs> how, how, to, how to empty an arena anyway so, talking of which um 2020 should have been the uh, the 40 year celebration tour for for level 42 uh, which is the from eternity to here uk tour wasn't it um 
And that's, that is due to kick off in Glasgow on the 7th of October. So that's right. What's the news? Is that, have you been told anything? Is it been, is it still on the cards? Are people just not sure? Don't know. Let's just fingers crossed. I mean, who knows, man, you know, uh, this social distancing shit, man. I mean, they, the government could keep this going for a long time, you know, um, but I don't know. I mean, who knows, man? It's yeah. just such, it just, just such something we've all had in front of us for such a long time, which we never realised would get took straight beneath us. Do you know what I mean? And yeah. been, I mean, I'm like, I've been speaking to some musician friends today, and like Pete. I know, like, I'm just missing. Like, can, can we just get together for a play, and we can stand two meters apart? I'm just, I mean, this is, so fucking, you know, yeah. like. Just doesn't work. To say we had all the gigs and we was always at gigging and we like even like we moaned yeah. about oh I've got a wedding gig this weekend uh, man you wouldn't be moaning about it now do you know yeah. what I mean it's like yeah. it's it's something that it's just it's gone for a bit you know but it'll come back it'll, yeah. I know it'll well, come listen, back. either way I'm sure we'll see you out with with the band soon which would just be amazing because I haven't seen you play with the band and I will definitely come down and and, and see you I, I, I really really would love to do that. Well, you've never been to a level gig. Oh, I've been to a level yeah. gig, but I just haven't seen you playing with level so. Uh, um, oh really? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> maybe if I maybe if I go down there in the sticks and play a bit, and you know, I might get in the band for like twenty, thirty years. You sat in that room too long, but you're in there, yeah. mate. That's why you got to get you out of there a bit. <laughs> uh, yeah, that would be great. But look, so I mean, one of the main, one of the main reasons um, that we wanted to do this cast was just to get you know, a, a bit of a feel for, for what different people have been doing during lockdown. And, you know, so for somebody like you, who is a, a, a gigging working musician who has been on tour as long as you can probably remember, and as you rightfully say, this, you know, the virus has just killed us completely on yeah. so many levels. And I mean, from pubs at weekend gigs right through to, uh, to arena and stadium gigs, they're all stopped. Yeah. Nothing like this ever happened before. So, <clears throat> what's this meant for you? What, I mean, what have you been doing during this time? Have you been practicing, or have you been sitting there watching Netflix? <laughs> I've just—I um, I think I did a couple of weeks of just playing Grand, Grand Theft Auto, and then my uh, my missus was like, "Right, get to your studio and carry on building it." So, yeah, I just basically got to the studio. Uh, basically, this is uh, a new studio uh, complex I am building in uh, Watford. Uh, which is quite easy to get to from London. It's got 15 recording studios. Uh, seven are uh, live and control room uh, rooms and seven are production rooms, some with and without vocal booths. And mine is like the big the big donkey at the end, finally, you know, which, which I'm sort of doing myself. So the last, yeah, the last, uh, since this lockdown has happened, mate, I've just gone, ordered a load of more stuff. I've been putting a rock wall in it. It's a floating floor. It's a... Uh, uh, a room within a room. Yeah, it's a pretty big project. Uh, I'm doing the patch bay today, which is uh, madness and the wall plates and yeah. talking about Bantam or a normal jack. So, yeah, it's, just, it's all kicking off. I know, I know it's a blatant ad, but of course, you've had some of that stuff on Studio Space as well, which is... which is. Uh, oh, yeah, man. You guys have been fantastic. Tell us all. Uh, tell us a bit about the, the Drum Academy that you, you put together as well. That, this is really interesting. Well, yeah, I mean, uh, I mean, as well as when, when I was playing with Vic Hogg and, and Level 42, I always knew I, I loved funk. So I started a funk band, my own band, PB Underground. Uh, we call it short P-Bug. Uh, and we're like sort of 10-piece original funk band from London. It's run by me. Uh, I use all the great singers in London. I've got a great horn section. All mates, man. We just love playing music. 
it's more like a kind of young Jamiroquai, Earth, Wind and Fire, Tower of Power vibe. Yeah, yeah, I'll see that. Yeah, it's just fantastic. All that shit. The BVs as well, great singers and shit, man. It's good. And we play, man, does some great gigs. We did a gig in Mexico uh, last year. It was like 20,000 people on the beach. Sick, man. But anyway, we made the album. It was such a great album. I loved making it. It just gave me an idea. So, what would it be like if I just took took the drums off this album uh, and then charted the uh, the, mu- the drum music art. So I did it, I charted it out in three, uh, three uh, levels. So it was like a beginner, intermediate and advanced. And I did a book called the P-Bug Drum Book, Drums at the Front. So basically you can hear my album without any of the drums and you don't want my drums, you know what I mean? And, and now everybody's obviously, everyone's got a kind of recording facility. Most drummers, could, it's not hard now to record. You go to studio spares, you know what I mean? You buy some mics, yeah. <laughs> you buy like... You buy your laptop, whatever, from wherever you need it. You get all your other stuff from studio stairs. And there you go. So like, so now I, I, I made opportunities for, for, for young drummers to be able to put themselves into an album like project and then listen back to it and, and mix their drums and get it sounding good in a real album mix, you know? And, you know, you can get a kid at five-year-old playing along to the dots for this. So anyway, I first I got the book. I made the book. That's done really well. And then it got me thinking, well, what, maybe I could design something where I can do it on my site. So now I've got this uh, academy on my drums, on, on my uh, PeteRayBiggin.com. And it's basically, it's my, it's my music uh, from my album, minus the drums, with all the sheet music within... Uh, so basically you can play this thing you can slow the music down and it also slows the dots so if you're struggling playing the music at the tempo I'd be playing it out and the thing you can actually just slow this right down it and, doesn't and alter the pitch it's pointing out this time stretched so the keys and everything remain yeah. the same but you yeah, just get to play whichever tempo exactly I mean I was found out as hard as a kid to like slow stuff down or, or I had to just we had to learn it the way it was man we didn't have this these options you know what I mean and and so firstly if i could have if i could have been able to play along to like albums like level 42 or incognito minus the drums and be able to record myself and slow it down and do all this sort of shit i've designed that for my website and it's and it's powered by a website called faster hands uh, so that is my drum academy on PeteRayBeeping.com. And if any drummers want to go and check it, it's it's a it's a great little learning thing. And also, you can share your results with your mates on Facebook and all that sort of stuff. And kind of, you know, quite quick links. And you get to play, yeah, with, you know. And you get to play with P-Bug, which is brilliant. Yeah, you get to play with my band, man, which is a pretty sick band, you know. So, so look, finally, look, I think this is a you know, this is more of a serious question, I suppose that. You know, as we now look forward to lockdown being relaxed, and and we're seeing signs of it. I mean, there's the argument whether we'll get a second peak or not. But you know, yeah, of course, industry's got to try and get back on, you know, back on track, and we've got to start trying to get the economy going uh, again. And the music industry is such a big part of that, and it's you know, it's part of our psyche in the UK. So, um, what effects do you think the events of last? of the last few months have had on live music in pubs, you know, right through to stadiums. And, and what do you think the result is going to be looking forward? Well, it's back to what we were just saying a minute ago, you know, it's just got, it's just got tucked beneath your feet. And now we're all missing 
going to see live music, going for a quick pint, going for all this sort of stuff. So many businesses being knocked out by this. But I think what's going to happen is when it all comes by, everyone's going to appreciate it a lot more. People are going to be wanting to see more gigs, not sit at home. Do you know what I mean? Because there'll be yeah. bored shitless of doing this. Now. It's like when it comes back, man, it's going to come back with a good bang. You know, we've just got to nip this shit in the bud now and, and just, and just, you know, and kind of pull together, mate. Do you know what I mean? Stop being selfish. And I mean, I I don't want to be around anyone right now. I'd love to go and see my folks. Or I'd love to come and see you, mate, have a pint. But we've just got to stop being selfish. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. We've got to wait. <laughs> you know, but yeah, I think once it comes back, man, I think it's going to come back good. And I think there'll be a lot more stuff happening next year, a lot more gigs, there'll be a lot more opportunities. Hopefully, not too many music venues will have closed through this. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Hopefully I think it's just the fear, still, isn't it? I mean, you know, yeah. obviously I'm, you know, yeah. I'm still a working, I'm not working, but I'm a gigging musician. And, you know, I go out with a couple of bands and it, that I know that some of them were, you know, so close to the edge anyway. And I, you do wonder if they're going to be able to make yeah, it yeah. through this period. Uh, and I know there are, yeah. you know, even there's a fairly major venue in Watford that, you know, they are, I mean, they, are, they were struggling before. So hopefully, you know, yeah. they'll get through. And I think there's a sense you know, of responsibility from musicians as well as, you know, uh, um, yeah, the course. audience or, you know, you know, gig goers, uh, you know, to go in and help and, you know, especially early on, just do what they can to, to help. Yeah. I think, I think thing. we'll be gagging to get out there and play, mate. I yeah. think we'll all be going, come on, let's just play. Let's just play because we love this again. And then it'll bring that whole love back, yeah. you know, hopefully of just playing together and guys playing together again. You know what I mean? And just, well, we're going to be talking. Yeah. Who knows, man? We're going to be talking to a couple of venues in uh, uh, within um, this series of casts, so hopefully we'll get their view as well and, and, and see what's going on. But listen, um, yes, thank you so much for joining us, Pete. I really, really enjoyed it. Oh, good, man. Great to see you, especially we haven't seen each other for a little while, have we? So we will, know, have, that, mate, we will have that pint. <laughs> and, we will uh, get that pint, mate. It might be in a year's time, but yeah, we'll get it. Oh, dear. <laughs> I, well... Well, after we we'll have to. Oh, mate, you just come round to my house. You know where I live. I've just got two meters apart. We'll have a we'll little. Find it, yeah. <laughs> down Casbury Park, yeah. <laughs> but listen, uh, good luck to Top you to, and, and to Mark King and, and, and all the guys in Level Forty Two. And we hope to see you out there again very, very soon. And uh, yeah, Thank thanks you. a lot. See you soon, mate. Thanks a lot, man.